0: hi hi there (laughs) we're stacy and pete it's the we don't want to grow up podcast
1: and we're speaking directly to you
0: (laughs) and only you
1: only you welcome
0: no one else is here
1: welcome to the blanket fort
0: Yes, we're in the blanket fort. It's very cozy in here. The lights are twinkling.
1: Quick caveat, I am still getting over my illness. So if my voice is whack, sorry.
0: (laughs) How dare you? Yeah. Yeah, it's taken you a little longer. A few weeks. You know what I can't believe?
1: What? What?
0: Yeah, you sounded really annoyed with me. What? What?
1: What? What can't you believe?
0: Spooky season is over.
1: Listen, it comes... And it goes very quickly, <laughs> and we were very busy during this spooky season. We got shafted.
0: We did get the shaft. Can we
1: say shaft on this? <laughs> <laughs> on
0: this Do we need to believe shaft? It probably depends on the context. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't mind us. We have not been drinking, even though it may sound.
1: Yeah, this is sober.
0: Like we have been.
1: This is all natural.
0: <laughs> <laughs> ah, but. We do at least have one more Spooky Season episode to look forward to Mm. in the Halloween episode of My So-Called Life.
1: My favorite.
0: It's so good.
1: It is very good.
0: So many people love that episode. I hear about it all the time. And unfortunately, we just didn't have time to get it out before Halloween. We have three more episodes to go before we get to that one. It's episode nine.
1: That's right. So we're getting close. We'll be there.
0: Yes. I just want to get to it before Christmas.
1: We definitely will.
0: But also, I realized that the Christmas episode, Angels, is episode 15. So, so I'm not sure if we're going to get to it before Christmas. I don't know. Fingers crossed. We we'll may push. just have to double up a little bit.
1: Yeah. I need your lazy level to decrease.
0: Oh, <laughs> really?
1: That, dear audience listener, is what we call a joke in the industry.
0: <laughs> in the industry. <laughs> <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> All right, so episode five of my so-called life. This is called... The Zit. (laughs) I was waiting for him.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So this originally aired September 22nd, 1994.
0: Patty and Angela both deal with insecurities in this episode. So Patty's worrying about aging while Angela is worrying about her body and the new zit that just popped up.
1: Do you remember a single zit? Being that impactful at that age? Yes. Yeah. Well, we'll talk about it later. You're lucky. (laughs) (laughs) You're very lucky. I'm lucky? Yes. We'll talk about it later. On to the summary.
0: Okay. So these insecurities come up as they are getting ready to be in a mother-daughter fashion show that they apparently have done every year for a long time.
1: A new list makes its way around school, which rates the sophomore girls in various categories.
0: Yes, this episode really involves a lot of people comparing themselves to a lot of people and wishing that they had the one thing that the other person hates about themselves. Right. Everyone's comparing themselves to this particular supermodel that they're seeing on all the magazines that everyone's looking at.
1: Yeah, Patty wishes she had Angela's very youthful skin. Angela wishes she had the beauty that her mom had when she was young because she was very, very pretty. And she also envies Sharon's assets. (laughs)
0: Her breast size. Her
1: breast size.
0: Yes, and the attention that she gets because of it. And then you have Sharon, who envies Angela's lack of those things. The grass is always greener. Yes, it is. And I think it's kind of fitting. The first line of the episode is a voiceover of Angela saying, So, Sharon's life was, like, developing in this natural, healthy way, while my life was, like, clogged. Boobs and zits, people. That's what we're talking about in this episode. Terrific. This should have been the episode title: Boobs and Zits. Or wait, even better: Tits and Zits. (laughs) 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 I'm a poet.
1: (laughs) If you could see how proud of herself. She is right now. You're so proud of yourself. Good job.
0: I was laughing to myself as I wrote it down in the outline. And I actually didn't want to write it in the outline because I wanted to see your actual response to me coming up with that name. I also thought maybe you'd come up with it on your own. (laughs) (laughs) But I was afraid I'd forget. So I'm like, no, I have to write it down.
1: That's a very good one. You get a gold star.
0: Patting myself on the back.
1: Very good job.
0: Now, I just want to share a shirt that says tits and zits.
1: <laughs> I feel like this merch is just making itself. It <laughs> so, we got a couple new characters in this episode. We got Kyle Vinovich, Sharon's boyfriend, who's played by Johnny Green.
0: Yes. And then we have the model played by Tracy Lindsay, now Melcher.
1: So, our favorite moments my first favorite moment when Ricky's in the bathroom with Ryan and he's going to stop using the girl's bathroom. He's going to switch over to the other bathroom. So he's going around the bathroom and saying goodbye to everything. Goodbye, leaking faucets. Goodbye, soap dispenser. They never had soap in it. Goodbye, too hot radiator. And then Angela walks in and we get this line.
0: Oh, scarecrow. I think I'll miss you most of all.
1: And they spin around and it's just a really fun moment.
0: I love it so much. Yeah. All right. So, of course, we already talked about the insecurities. Well, Angela and Patty's insecurities are heightened when they're shopping at the department store. There's a man working behind the makeup counter, and he's complimenting Angela on her skin. Of course, she doesn't want to hear it because she's got a big old zit. Right. Patty's a little jealous because he's just talking about how youthful she (laughs) is, how smooth her skin is, you know. Patty tells him that they're going to be in this fashion show. He offers to do a makeover on Angela, and Patty's like, oh, that' Be fun. And Angela is immediately offended. You think
1: I need a makeover?
0: <laughs> and then the man notices Patty trying out this eye cream and he tells her that it's great for those fine lines around her eyes. And she immediately is like, oh, thanks. He noticed, yeah. you know? And then after that, it shows them both at home looking in the mirror in their bedroom by themselves, kind of fades from Patty into Angela. And then a little bit later that evening, Patty's trying to give Angela advice on how to. Get rid of her zit, basically. You know what you really should do? Soak a washcloth in some steaming hot water. Apply it very gently to your chin.
1: Make sure you have a swab Mom. In that What? I'm trying to help. What is wrong?
0: Just the word. Swab. Swab. I love that Angela hates the word swab. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know. I just liked this, really, the whole episode. I relate to that feeling of just wanting to hide, mm-hmm. like, don't look at me. Don't try to help me look better because it means that you notice that I don't look good. Right. I'd say it's a team thing, but I'm still this way about some things. Like, I don't want to be picked apart or quote unquote helped unless I ask for it.
1: It's probably when it starts. You know, I don't, I don't think many of us ever move past, uh, you know, the insecurities attached to somebody helping us in that way.
0: I don't know. I guess I just feel like I'm worse at that than some people, at yeah. like taking criticism, I guess.
1: Very sensitive. You're a sensitive I am. Girl. I am a
0: sensitive person. And we had a friend who had become like a hairstylist and she does lashes and she was getting into skincare and things like that. And I just straight up told her one day, because I heard her talking about another friend's hair, that I would prefer that even though it's her area of expertise now, <laughs> I need for her to not... Tell me about the things that she sees that she thinks needs to be changed. Right. I don't want to get older and you tell me I need Botox or whatever. Like, I just, I will not react well to that. You know what I mean? No. And I I know that about myself. Maybe some people can handle that, but I'm not. Like I said, I'm very sensitive. So I just kind of was like, I'm going to set this boundary as soon as I saw it coming. No, thank you. No, thank you. So I get that. You know, I get what Angela's feeling like. Don't notice me. But also notice me, but just for the good things. (laughs)
1: Just just notice the good things. (laughs) All right. So my second favorite moment after Sharon and Angela have a little exchange in the bathroom where Sharon gets a little testy with Angela. Angela stands up to her, turns around and then starts to give it back to her a little bit rather than just kind of shrinking away and leaving. And Angela tells her about the pole. And what Sharon got voted for and tells her, oh, they're both or they're both on the list.
0: Yeah. She's like, you're on it. They They both both are. are. (laughs) (laughs) But before that, Sharon tells Angela, oh, go pop your zit. Yeah, they're
1: having a go at one another. It's
0: like, let's push each other's buttons.
1: Yes. But I just like that Angela decided to stand up for herself because I feel like in some instances she might just shrink away from that.
0: Yes. But one could argue that. Sharon has every right to be testy with Angela because she's like, oh, now you'll talk to me, you know?
1: I, right. You know the, Sharon's justified for being annoyed, but then makes it personal. Right. But I, I do like to see people stand up for themselves. And I liked that. Now, it was mean and they were both being mean, but that's OK. Sometimes you got to stand up for yourself and just be mean. All right. <laughs> Life lessons. <laughs> be mean. <laughs> be as mean as you could be. But don't. Don't be mean. Be nice. <laughs> but stand up for yourself. <laughs> Meanly.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Meanly. All right. Next up for me, when Kyle comes into the band room where Sharon is in there by herself practicing her flute, and he steals Sharon's shoe so that she can't run away from him because she's upset about being on the list. She was voted best hooters. Best hooters. (laughs) Quote unquote. And she was worried that the only reason that Kyle wanted to go out with her Was because of that. Right. She knows that some of his friends created the list. So, you know, he wants to talk to her. He wants to figure out what's going on. And she basically makes him give her other reasons that he wanted to date her. Mm -hmm. Also, I have to mention, I feel like she looks really pretty in this scene. She does. Really, this whole episode. And Kyle is giving me young Jonathan Shack or Peter Gallagher vibes here. Same here. Same here.
1: Yeah. Yeah, same vibes for me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You don't know who either of those people are, do you? No. (laughs) (laughs) You would if you looked them up. So Kyle says that he likes her smile, that she's usually in a good mood, unlike now, and that it seemed like she liked him too, which she's like, I do. You know, I thought it was funny when he's like,
1: Mm, I must admit, I'm happy you have (laughs) them.
0: Why aren't you? And then she's, you know, she's like, I'm working on it. I think I'm going to talk a little more about this later, but.
1: We'll revisit it.
0: Just saying it's another thing I relate to. Yes. Which I've talked about on the podcast before. But.
1: Yes, you have. All right, number three, we get a stinger at the end of this episode. Yes. We got Ricky, Rayanne, and Angela all working on the dress from the beginning of the episode. That, I mean, who's going to wear that one?
0: Well, it was the one Angela was going to wear. Okay, it was her spoiler, dress, right? Spoiler alert. Yes. She doesn't actually she walk doesn't. in the fashion show. Right. So her mom had to make a different one for Danielle.
1: But I love stingers. And this one was fun. You know, they were having a real good time putting the dress together.
0: They're just laughing and carrying on and trying on scarves and stuff.
1: It's a good little scene.
0: It is. And it felt very much like they weren't acting like they were just hanging out.
1: Right. It's like, okay, kids, go make a dress. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Look like you're doing something even though you're not actually doing anything. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, next up, I just like how we see that Ricky and Brian... Are obviously becoming better friends in this episode. They have quite a few scenes together and they're an unlikely pair. Yeah. But they both seem to be pretty comfortable saying how they really feel with each other, which I think is important when you're a teenager in high school. I mean, it's important when you're human to be, you know, to feel comfortable with someone being yourself, you know, but especially when you're a teenager and you're just kind of figuring it out and you don't feel like you're accepted. And I think neither one of them feel that way. That they're just like easily accepted by other people.
1: Yeah. They're a couple of outsiders.
0: Yes. Brian's talking to Ricky about how he's noticing, you know, that Sharon and Kyle are constantly holding hands. And he just doesn't know how he'd never really thought about the fact that people would eventually pair off into couples. Yeah. And then later, Ricky's explaining to Brian about why the Egyptians started wearing eyeliner and that that's the reason why he tried it. But that now, you know, he just wears it because he likes how it looks. And Brian just is like, ah, yeah, I guess that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And he's not being judgy or acting all weird about it or anything, which I appreciated. And then we also get a scene. This episode is very Jordan Catalano light.
1: Yeah, he's like in the background of some scenes just doing odd things. And yeah, yeah,
0: he has very few lines. <laughs> yeah,
1: very few lines.
0: But he asks Brian to help him with the paragraph that they have to write on the metamorphosis in their English class, which also is like a big tie into the episode. Talking about people growing and changing and things like that. Right. AKA Sharon's boobs. (laughs) And Ricky joins them for the conversation. So it's just a a threesome that you don't see together often. So it was kind of fun to see.
1: It is. All right. My next one is a a very tiny moment, but it, for some reason, was very funny to me.
0: It was. (laughs) He even (laughs) went back and rewatched it.
1: So Danielle is in the scene when Patty's making the dress with Angela. And then Patty's like, oh, don't you just love this fabric? And then just a tiny little bit later, Danielle grabs the fabric. Is like, like, mm, I love the fabric. And then she, I think she like smells it or yeah, something like that. But I don't know. It just or it caught like me off guard. she like rubs it
0: against her face. Yeah. <laughs>
1: it's like, what are you doing?
0: She's just being a, a kid. It's a very kid thing, but it yeah. feels like she just did it on her own. Like nobody told her to do it. Yeah. Like it felt authentic. It was good. So if it wasn't authentic, good job, Lisa Wilhoy.
1: Yeah. So either good writing or good acting.
0: Yeah. So next up, this is another bathroom scene with Angela and Sharon, and they're kind of making up a little bit. You know, Sharon asks Angela, why do girls have to tear each other down? And Angela says, I guess because they're jealous. I mean, I was. Of you. For having what you have. And Sharon's like, do you know how many times this week I wished I had what you had? And Angel's like, I have nothing. You know, and Sharon says, exactly. And then they're like, well, I guess it all comes down to what they taught us in Girl Scouts. I guess it just all boils down to what they used to drill into us at Girl Scouts. Or sell more cookies? <laughs> no. No, you know. Um, what you are is... No, wait, what, what your gift is... Oh, no. Um, What... What you have is God's gift to right, you. To you. Yeah. And and what what you do with what you have is your gift to, to God. God. Right? <laughs> exactly. I can't <laughs> believe you like, actually remember that. And it had us, we were talking about this after, wondering if somehow I missed the Girl Scouts being a Christian organization. But I looked it up. It says they're secular. Really? But that they encourage girls to take spiritual journeys. Mm. But I wonder if it's always been that way. Yeah. Or if they changed it in recent times to avoid backlash. Yeah,
1: we need the Girl Scout charter from 1995 or 86. When they
0: were in it, it was probably, yeah, Yeah. like the late 80s.
1: Right. Because I don't know. uh,
0: I was in Girl Scouts, but I don't remember.
1: I was in Cub Scouts and they would meet at my church. That's where, you know, the uh, whatever the group would meet.
0: But we had like a different thing at church that was like Girl Scouts, but...
1: I don't know. This was full or Cub Scouts.
0: There were like Bluebirds or Joybirds or...
1: uh, Brownies?
0: Well, Brownies was Girl Scouts.
1: Okay. Still. Okay. But it was so fully different organization.
0: Yes. It may have just been within my church. I'm not sure. (laughs) 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 Unclear. But it was like a nice little bonding moment for the two of them to be nostalgic about something they experienced together when they were kids.
1: Yes. I like the moment when Angela's trying on the dress. And you can tell she's kind of uncomfortable with it, but she starts laughing and she tells Patty.
0: We look like. Like what? (sighs) Like some kind of warped version of the Patty Duke show. Get it? Patty Duke. (laughs) Patty. Because her mom's Patty. Her
1: mom's Patty, yes. uh, But Patty does not appreciate Angela's humor here. No. And she can tell Angela doesn't like it and she's upset.
0: Right. Well, Patty already knows that Angela does not like the idea of matching outfits, mm-hmm. and clearly she's commenting on the fact that they're matching because Patty Duke show they look like like look you know. I didn't my watch Cousins the are to have a kind.
1: I didn't watch the Patty Duke show. Did you?
0: Yes, on Nick at Night. Did you? Yeah. Mm. I mean, not live, obviously. It's beyond my time, but <laughs> <laughs> I did used to watch a lot of those like black and white shows on Nick at Night.
1: I would watch The Honeymooners.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, I Love Lucy. Yep. I don't know what else I watched though. Oh, uh, Leave it to Beaver.
0: Yes, definitely.
1: And The Andy Griffith Show.
0: Right. Did you ever watch Donna Reed? No. What about?
1: I watched I Dream of Jeannie. I but Dream I,
0: of Jeannie. Is that black and white? I think I Dream of Jeannie eventually.
1: Went color. Went
0: color, but I, it, I think there are black and white episodes. Same with Bewitched. Bewitched. Yeah. Which is what I was, yeah, that's what I was about I to say. I watched that one. And then there were some like My Three Sons, I'm trying to think of some of the other Nick at Night ones. But yeah, I actually had the Patty Duke thing in Sign of the Times before I saw that you had listed it as a uh, moment because I was like, it is because it's like, it's funny that a 15-year-old girl knows the Patty Duke show in 1994 when it was on from 63 to 66. Yeah. But it's the same thing. And like we watched The Brady Bunch and I mean, the list goes on and on. It does. The Adams Family, the Munsters.
1: All the classic shows from our childhood.
0: Right. But it's like, okay, do our nieces and nephews talk about shows we watched as a kid? Like they're not talking about Three's Company or even like The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. I mean, maybe they are because it's streaming and because there was a reboot, you know, or My So-Called Life. I don't know. That would be like a teenager now watching My So-Called Life.
1: Exactly the same thing.
0: That is wild. Mm -hmm. (laughs) 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 Oh. This is a small moment, but Ricky and Ryan are leaving Angela's house and Patty is working on the dresses and Ricky just walks up and he's complimenting Patty's stitching and he's looking at the dress and he's like, nice design. It reminds me of Mary Quant, which means something to Patty because earlier she tells Angela that she wants to get a Mary Quant look when she's working on the design for the dresses. And so Patty just, she doesn't say anything, but she has this look on her face like.
1: She's pleased.
0: Yes. And she's not been the most friendly to Ricky or welcoming to Ricky at this right. point. So it's kind of like I feel like it makes her appreciate him a little more. Yeah. Like he's a good kid.
1: Yeah, he you is. Know? a good. He's, kid. A,
0: he's a caring person. I mean, I think for a teenager to even have the thought to be complimentary about something and like, hey, this person has something in common with me.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He knows something that my daughter didn't know, you know, so.
1: Just sucking up. Good job, Ricky.
0: I don't think he's sucking up. I think he's being genuine. Ricky's the best.
1: He is. Here's something we noticed at the very, very end of the episode. We saw the co-executive producer is Jennifer Catalano.
0: (laughs) Yeah, we kept going back because we kept missing it.
1: Yeah. So it's like, is that where the name came from? Right. We don't know.
0: What came first?
1: Yeah. Chicken and the egg here.
0: (laughs) There's a moment between Angela and Patty where Patty's admiring the picture that Patty has of herself. When she's much younger, framed, sitting on her drawers, her bureau.
1: Which was a little weird to me, but keep going. <laughs>
0: well, it looks like a headshot or yeah. like a like an old-timey photo. I don't like- It's like
1: a glamour shot of some Like kind. a
0: glamour shot taken in an old-timey booth. Yes. <laughs> but, you know, Angela is like, did you love being pretty? And Patty's like, I don't know if I ever let myself know that I was. I just wish I had been able to enjoy it. And that's all I want for you is to enjoy what you really are, which I, you know, again, we were talking about this actually last night mm-hmm. where if you look back at certain times in your life and you're like, man, I wish that I had realized like I, you know, I was pretty then. Or I wish I realized that I actually wasn't fat then, you know, it's right. Like you hear people, you know, I've seen a meme go around for years where people are like, I wish that I was as fat as I thought I was in high school. <laughs> you know, like, I wish right. I was high school fat.
1: Yeah. yeah, give me that high school fat, please. <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> but, you know, it is it is what it is. It's just like when you're in it, it's really hard to see anything other than
1: the bad, the right? Flaws. It's, it's hard to have that confidence, especially, you know, when you're in your teen years. And then I, you know, I went through a, a small phase where I maybe felt a little confident, but it didn't last very long. Right. Um, and then, you know, it's just a struggle. I mean, it's hard being this pretty and just not knowing it. (laughs) I'm kidding. That's essentially what she was saying. It was driving me crazy when we were watching it because she's like, oh, God, I was just so pretty. I'm like, shut up, Patty. You're that pretty. Like, calm down.
0: (laughs) They do talk about that a lot about how pretty Patty used to be when she was in high school. Like, I think they just really want us to know she was the popular girl. Yes. And she was. She uh, was the opposite of. Angela. Now, yes. Even though Angela is pretty, but as far as the way her high school experience was.
1: Yeah, like Patty was like the prettiest girl in school.
0: Yeah, she would have been at the top of that list that went around. Yes. For sure. But, you know, and so it's kind of like a nice vulnerable moment where instead of Angela having walls up and just being angry, she's just like, did you love it?
1: Yeah. Like she's
0: just really talking to her about it because she had kind of had a breakdown before about, you know, like.
1: Like, I'm not. I'm sorry I'm yeah. not pretty. Right. I'm not pretty like you were. I'm never going to be. Right. You know.
0: And then it's hard for Patty to hear were. I'm not pretty like you were, like you used to be. You <laughs> I missed
1: that. I missed that. <laughs> <laughs> like you were. Boom.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no. But then, you know, Angela has this moment. They hug and Angela is through tears like, mom. Do you have any cotton swabs? And she has to <laughs> say the word swab. <laughs> she finally wants to take care of that zit. And her mom's like millions. It's a this good little a, moment. It is a nice moment. It is. And then my final favorite moment, the thing that we've been talking about this whole episode, the fashion show. Poor Danielle had been so jealous that her mom wanted her sister to be in the fashion show with her. She wasn't even considered. Never. Never. And I mean, I'm sure it's because it's like, oh, Angela only has a couple more years doing this and then Danielle will do it. Mm -hmm. But Danielle wanted to do it now. And Patty didn't even notice until she and Angela finally kind of made up. And Angela had already realized because Danielle's like, well, you are good enough. You're better than me. Mm -hmm. You know, and then it's like, oh, there's another comparison, another person comparing themselves to someone else. Little, you know, 10 year old Danielle.
1: She doesn't measure up.
0: Right. And that's that's hard when you have an older sibling that you admire so much and then you feel like she's the one that is getting that attention.
1: I don't know what that feels like, but I'm sure it's awful. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure my family does have. Huh? <laughs> 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 Sorry if any of you are listening. I'm just kidding.
0: I mean, I looked up Mostly. to my <laughs> <laughs> I looked up to my big sister and I thought that she was the coolest, but I never my parents did a pretty good job of Not making me feel like I wasn't important. In fact, she would probably say I got more attention. Oh, yes. You know.
1: She would. and She would and does. (laughs) (laughs) She does.
0: She does still say that.
1: My family was actually very good about making everyone feel special.
0: Yes. I think that my parents made her feel special, too. She's just picking on me as per usual. But anyway, the fashion show. So it's just a nice little moment. We see all these moms and daughters coming out on stage together. Angela's there. Ricky and Ryan are there with her. Return to Innocence by Enigma is playing. And we get this Angela voiceover.
1: Sometimes it seems like we're all living in some kind of prison.
0: And the crime is how much we hate ourselves. It's good to get really dressed up once in a while. And admit the truth. That when you really look closely, people are so strange and so complicated that they're actually beautiful. Possibly even me. It's cheesy, but I love it.
1: It's a very emotional ending.
0: It is. Like, she's crying watching her mom and sister. It's just sweet. It's like she... Had been kind of a pain in the ass the whole episode. Right. Just cranky. Mm-hmm. And finally, it's like this release of crying and also just like being proud of her mom, being proud of her sister and like realizing how much she loves them. Yeah. You know,
1: the softer side of Angela. Yes. Came out, yes. Which is good. All right. So least favorite moments. I'll kick us off because I have two. Oh, first one. Ricky going into the the new bathroom. The boys' bathroom. Yes. And you can feel how very uncomfortable it is when he goes in there. There's a a group of boys in there who do not look overly welcoming.
0: Yeah. They're all looking at him like, what are you doing here? Yeah. It's just, listen, no character on television makes me want to cry more than Ricky Vasquez. Yep. I am tearing up right now just thinking about it. (laughs) I just don't want him to be sad. I don't want him to feel like he's not wanted or loved. I just want to hug him.
1: Be nice to Ricky.
0: All right. My least favorite moment was actually one of your favorite moments, (laughs) 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 but the whole moment where Angela and Sharon have words in the bathroom, you know, low blows are taken. They are. And I know, you know, Angela even says the words to her mom, like Sharon and I aren't even friends anymore, but I want them to be friends. You know, I appreciate the fact that they've been friends their whole lives and I believe in them. I believe that they can still be friends, but somebody might be standing in the way of that.
1: Yes, that plays perfectly into my final least favorite moment when Rayanne blasts into the bathroom and breaks up Sharon and Angela's little reunion. They were finally, you know, joking. That's when they were talking about the Girl Scouts yes. and all of that stuff. And they were having like a really good time. And as soon as she came in there, I mean, it just immediately ended.
0: And really, it's on Angela. Yes. right? Rayanne didn't do anything. She no. just walked in the room. But... Angela just immediately stopped talking to Sharon. Right. And Sharon walked out. Yeah. And and I was like, I get that it's awkward, but like, you can find a way around this. Yes. And then the fact that Rayanne even is like, you know, you can be friends with her again if you want. It's like, oh, she needs permission. Yeah. Oh,
1: thanks. Thanks for that permission, (laughs) (laughs) Rayanne.
0: But I don't think Rayanne ever told her to stop. I think that was just something Angela did, even if she didn't do it on purpose. Right. She just kind of pulled away, but... Anyway, it'll be interesting to see where this goes. Where
1: does the journey lead us?
0: I just don't know. (sighs) I've only watched this series like 35 times in my life. All
1: right. The fashion section. We know this is your favorite and I do my best to notice things. (laughs) (laughs) So what I noticed first, even though he's in there very little, Catalano got his choker. He's got a pretty sweet, very baggy plaid blue shirt. And also, did we notice his hair? growing out a little.
0: Yes, it's definitely in that growing out phase.
1: I noticed it. I don't think that you did.
0: <laughs> yeah, it flew right over my head.
1: Yeah, no noticing.
0: I definitely did not point that out. And then you wrote it down. <laughs> Should we tell them how you just pitched a fit about how I don't ever let you notice anything?
1: I never get to notice anything. <laughs>
0: All right. So I'm going to tell you about some looks that Angela had this episode. I decided to do it a little differently this time.
1: You're going to summarize the characters for us and their fashion looks.
0: Yes. Now, I will say I only write them down as quickly as I can. So I I don't, you know, notate every person's outfit.
1: I advise you to not get anything wrong.
0: (laughs) I better be very careful here.
1: (laughs) As your legal counsel, you're treading on thin ice.
0: (laughs) All right. So Angela. She starts out the episode in a very intricate outfit, right? She's got a plaid shirt, of course, over a long denim vest, over a brown tank top. And then she's wearing blue plaid boxer shorts with tights underneath them. And then these mule clogs that laced up and what looks like flames on them. Flames! (laughs) (laughs) On the side of my shoes. Okay, sorry. But we rewound and paused and rewound and paused a zillion times so I could get a good look at those shoes. Yeah. But every time it was kind of blurry.
1: Yeah. It's hard to tell if it's flames or flowers, but it's...
0: Definitely something that's like orangey. Yeah.
1: They're cool either way.
0: I definitely remember shoes like that with flames, but not quite that style. Mm. So... Anyway, it's just a very interesting look, especially when you know you've got very intricate laces on shoes that don't need laces, you know, because it doesn't go around her ankle, oh, or her heel. I mean,
1: okay, oh, it doesn't those, go around are, the back of her foot. Oh, I'm picturing these lacing up her legs. No, no, no. Uh, the
0: lacing is at the the shoes. The shoe. You know what a mule is, right? No. Look at that.
1: Is it like a, a slipper, essentially? No kind back. Of, oh, a mule. But, but they're
0: mean. not flats. It's a mule. Mule clogs. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Anyway, unnecessary lacing, but fashion.
1: Very, very fashionable.
0: (laughs) Then later she's wearing her burgundy corduroy overalls. One of
1: my favorite outfits.
0: I always prefer her purple ones, Mm. but I like these too. She just looks really cute in overalls.
1: I thought they looked like velvet.
0: It's corduroy, but yeah.
1: It looked like velvet to me. (laughs) Thank you. I'm just saying that I know they're corduroy. Okay. But they looked... Velvety.
0: Well, both materials are very soft to the touch. Yes. Yes. (laughs) We had the return of the baby doll dress with the purple tights. And then at the end, she's wearing her burgundy crush velvet dress with the bell sleeves at the fashion show, which I realize now has to be the dress that she's wearing in one of my favorite episodes later.
1: Oh, it's the same one.
0: We'll get to that in a month or so.
1: Oh.
0: It actually doesn't surprise me knowing that they reuse a lot of the clothes. But I just feel like that's one that kind of missed me. Mm. That she had worn the same dress at the fashion show because she only she didn't have too many fancy dresses. So
1: yeah, and it's really quick too. You know, you don't yeah. you don't get a really good view of it.
0: Right, you get to see her in it a lot longer in the other episode. I'm thinking about. And yeah. she, there might even be one more where she's wearing it, but I'm not quite sure on that one.
1: Okay, a little one for me. Ryan's flannel duster. Yeah.
0: It is. Although watching it again, I was like, is she just wearing a robe?
1: Maybe. I don't know. First of all, I love it. I kind of want one of those now. <laughs> and what didn't they have in flannel? I guess. Like, yeah. That's everything. amazing.
0: Plaid flannel. Yeah. All right. Some of Ricky's looks this episode. So he's wearing a plaid V-neck cardigan sweater with a white tee underneath. And he's always got his you know cross necklace on. And usually a pair of slacks.
1: His slacks.
0: <laughs> Later, he's wearing a burgundy vest over a very colorful animal shirt. There's a bunch of different animals and like geometric shapes and stuff. Yeah. And then he's wearing, I really like this sweater. It's gray and cream and red striped. And it's over a floral button down. Mm. I just always love, I mean, all of them do it really. Well, especially those three, Ricky, Ryan, and Angela, where you just have so many different patterns on top of other patterns that really you wouldn't think would go or look good, but somehow they pull it off.
1: They absolutely do. Like, that's where I know I have no eye for fashion because I could never consider putting some of these things together and having them come out looking cool like they do here. Right. Very jealous. <laughs> All right, my final one, we get Kyle when he's in there with Sharon apologizing, but he's rocking this V-neck cable knit sweater.
0: It's like color blocked too, right? Color
1: blocked, yeah. And he's got a, a button up underneath it. But yeah, that uh, I had a very similar sweater, Yeah. but I never thought of wearing a button up underneath it. I did my mock turtleneck, oh. which was a bad <laughs> idea.
0: Oh, yes. I can see that.
1: It would untuck. Oh, oh it awful. so stupid. I, I did never it wore
0: a mock turtleneck.
1: Yeah, I don't know why. Right. Well, I know why I did it. I wore it because you could wear a T-shirt, right, with your sweater. So you wouldn't be so hot wearing a sweater over, you know, a full long sleeve turtleneck. Oh. But they're so stupid. I hate them. <laughs> I don't even know why I own them.
0: I just love the idea of you having like a drawer full of mock turtlenecks.
1: <laughs> One in every color of the rainbow. <laughs>
0: Or like them all hanging up and around. (laughs) Oh, that's so fun. Uh,
1: Thanks, Mom. (laughs) The stupid stuff she would buy me and put me in looked like an idiot. No wonder I didn't have any confidence.
0: When you were a teenager, she was dressing you?
1: This was, yeah, yeah, partial. I didn't have a lot of choice or money to go buy my own clothes. So I had to go to Ames with her and she would pick it out. And sometimes I would pick some stuff out, but then they'd be like, oh, here, you need a mock turtleneck, and you need this <laughs> stupid sweater.
0: Beggars can't be choosers. No.
1: Now, she did let me pick some of my clothes. That's good. That's how I got my multicolored baggy pants. Yeah. They're so cool. And my silk floral pattern shirt. Oh. long sleeves. button did, did you button wear
0: up. this together? Oh,
1: yeah. <laughs> So I rescind everything I said about not mixing patterns and being cool because I was the, awesome.
0: You just had the one outfit. I just not had the one. <laughs> Oh, that's great. I wish you had a picture in that outfit.
1: I think I do. I'll have to find it.
0: <gasps> yes, please. I feel
1: like I've seen it. I, I feel like we had a family photo. Oh. So like a high quality one somewhere.
0: <gasps> I don't know if I've seen that.
1: I feel like it exists.
0: Find that immediately. Yeah. Stop everything we're doing. (laughs) All right. Brian doesn't get a lot of nods from me, fashion-wise, but he did have this denim button-down shirt with faded red and green vertical strips Mm -hmm. or stripes, one may say. But it just is like, I don't know, because they weren't, I mean, they were more spread out. Right. Right. So I just want to say strip instead of stripe. Yeah,
1: they're like a line.
0: Uh, yes. yes. <laughs> they're thicker.
1: Thick line. A yes. strip, if you will.
0: <laughs> I refuse to say stripe. <laughs> but just the way that the red and green was like faded with the denim felt very Arizona Jean Company to me.
1: I feel like that was his whole wardrobe. Like yes. he, they just went to Arizona Jean Company. JCPenney. Penny <laughs> yeah. ordered the catalog yeah. and gave it to Krakow. <laughs>
0: And it reminded me of like some shirts that I would see around school.
1: Mm-hmm. I may have owned that shirt.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So Sharon, Sharon is wearing this this floral, I don't know how else to describe it other than to call it a pirate shirt <laughs> with a lot of ruffles in the front over a brown tank top. You know, she's got jeans, her plaid backpack.
1: I can only hear Sharon as a pirate right now. <laughs> yeah. <Yar, tire. laughs> Stop looking at me, booty.
0: <laughs> you know, her hair's up in a scrunchie. And then at another point, she's wearing brown cords, a brown and orange cardigan over this green t shirt. And then at the fashion show later, she and her mom are wearing these matching sleeveless dresses that had plaid skirt with a black velvet top. And then the collars on the top were also plaid.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, by the end of the episode, we see that Sharon is no longer afraid to show off her tatas. <laughs>
1: She's accepted them.
0: (laughs) And neither is her mom. (laughs) (laughs) Also, a very common hairstyle for Sharon is half up, half down. Yeah. It's usually with a scrunchie, like I said before, or a claw clip, which is very 90s. Oh, yeah.
1: Would you do that at all? Yeah. The half up, half down?
0: Yeah. Not all the time, but-
1: Sometimes? Yeah. I like it.
0: I feel like I did that look actually beyond high school when my hair got longer. Mm. I did it more, but I did do it some. And then Rayanne, there's just this one outfit that I liked where she's got this green button-down shirt. She's wearing these patchwork jeans that are super cool. Mm -hmm. And she's got a blue bandana in her hair. And what I love about this is that in this scene where she's wearing the outfit, she's surrounded by guys, all who look to be 30 or 40-year-old men.
1: Yes, at least.
0: In the hall at school, right? They're supposed to be high school kids. And she's, like, entertaining them, you know? And what I think is funny is on the, the list... She had best slut potential. Right. That was her. And this is your your potential slut wearing her baggy clothes. <laughs> you know? I mean, I get that it's more about her reputation. Yes. But, you know, don't judge a book by its cover. No.
1: You <laughs> never know.
0: <laughs> I guess we've made it to sign of the times slash nostalgic feels. Yes. So at the beginning of the episode, Ryan is seeing Angela, seeing Sharon and Kyle together for the first time. And Ryan is like, oh, yeah, Trisky and Vinovich, She didn't know. I think they met at the game, probably the big game, possibly the big away game. And Angela's like, <sighs> should we be like attending those things?
1: Please grip yourself.
0: It just made me think of, you know, of course, I was the type of person that went to games and stuff. I didn't go to all the away games, but there was a time that Mary and I and Mary... Is a name that's been changed, and I, I used it in our Dear Diary episodes. Yeah. But we went to an away game together before she got together with Tanner, who was the person that I had a situationship with. Right. My Jordan Catalano, I guess we would call him. Although I don't know if he's worthy of that title. Well, yeah, he is. He was. <laughs> he was. Which is not necessarily a good thing, because, I mean, Jordan was, well, we'll we'll leave our opinions of Jordan to later. But yes. But yeah. I can't remember the fake name that I had for the guy that Mary was dating before, like the year before or the years before. So we'll just call him Jared.
1: Oh, nice. Nice touch.
0: (laughs) So the two of us were going to see Tanner and Jared together because they were both on the football team. Okay. And this was like an hour away and it had been raining and it was cold. I feel like it was like November or probably end of October, early November. And it just felt like a big deal, right? Because not a lot of students went to the, especially the games that were far.
1: Right. That's a big trip. Did you guys drive? Yeah. Oh.
0: And I think that I might have a diary entry about this night. Oh. I need to find that. You do. There are certain things about that night that I can still see. Really? Yes. And just how, I don't know. I think it's because it was different. It was something different and it was exciting. And like I remember waiting outside the field house for them to come out after the game and all that. It just I don't know. So hearing them talk about like possibly the away game, you know, (laughs) and also like Angela's kind of like these things are happening in high school that other people are experiencing and I'm just missing them all. Right. Like, should I do this? And Ryan is being the influence that is like, no, No. we're too cool for this. We don't do lame school activities, which which
1: sucks. Right. Because it's like then you miss out on it all. Right. In reality, you only get one shot at doing a lot of these things.
0: Right. And I get that not everybody is going to be into going to a football game or like school spirit type stuff. I do get that. But I definitely have had like, especially during prom season when I'm sharing people's pictures and things like that. So many people comment saying they didn't go to theirs or they never went to school dances or, you know, anything that was social, that kind of thing. And Some of them don't care, like they don't care that they miss that stuff, but some of them regret it.
1: Right. Because I participated. Yeah. You know, I I was, I pretty much did anything and everything that was put on by the school. I played the sports. Mm -hmm. I went to the dances that I was allowed to. (laughs) It was in play and stuff like that. So I I experienced it and I liked it.
0: Yeah. But I do get it's not for everyone. It's not
1: for everybody. But if you never tried it, then how do you know? Some people just never just like, oh, I don't want to do that. Just like, how do you know you're not going to like it?
0: Yeah. And I mean, I understand being influenced by your friends as well, because honestly, like I wasn't an athlete, but I just had friends that were and friends that, you know, were the type of people that wanted to go to a school dance or wanted to go to a game or, you know, and maybe if I had a different crowd of friends would have never gone to do that. Right. So I'm just I didn't always love it, but I do have a lot of fun memories. So I'm still glad that I had that group of friends.
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) Small moment, but we notice in the bathroom this episode, it says. AJ plus Chris right. in the mirror. <laughs> I remember noticing this even, you know, as a teenager watching because AJ Langer uh-huh. plays Rayanne, and I just have always thought she did that and Chris must have been who she was dating at the time.
1: I guarantee you that's what it was. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so the list, the sophomore girls, the top 40, like we said before, Ryan got most slut potential and she was very excited about it.
1: I'm on it! What?
0: <gasps> most slut potential. Do you love it? Ah! We told you Sharon won best Hooters, <laughs> but I felt for her when everyone was staring at her chest, like at band practice and in the hallways. Brian was so obvious about it. I even yeah. yelled at the screen. I was just like, stop being such a perv, Krakow.
1: You're being a little creeper, bro. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Fun little fact, though, that was pointed out on IMDb when Ryan is talking about Sharon being on the list and what she's on it for. She's like, I mean, if I had a set like that, I'd own a small country, (laughs) which, you know, she doesn't own a small country, but she did marry the 19th Earl of Derby, which makes her Alison Joy Courtney, Countess of Devon.
1: The Countess.
0: That's kind of, you know, just maybe she got a boob job.
1: Maybe. (laughs) I'm just kidding.
0: Also on TikTok the other day, someone commented and they were like, whatever happened to that blonde girl? This guess they didn't know the character's name or the actress's name. And yeah. I was like, A.J. Langer. And I'm like, well, it sounds made up, but it's not. She's actually the Countess of Devon. <laughs> <laughs> I just think that's one of the most popular fun facts that people like to throw out whenever I mention my so-called life.
1: Yes, it is interesting.
0: It is. Also, I read that several of the names on the list are crew members names. Are they? Yeah. <laughs> I was hoping that was the case.
1: And then it begs the question, is it random? Or, or, yeah, is, is there a the meaning list? behind it? Yeah.
0: Hmm. Patty's sewing matching outfits. And, then, you know, at one point she's like, I'll get a different pattern. Like when Graham and Angela were giving her crap about the first one she picked out. It just reminded me of the days of going to the fabric store with my mom and, like, looking through all the different patterns of mm-hmm. clothes. Yeah. And I thought that was so cool.
1: I hated it. <laughs> I had to go to the stupid fabric store with my mom all the time. <laughs> Time it was the most boring store ever created. It was right across the street from my grandma's house. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's gone now. It's a horrible area, <laughs> but it was. I think it was Joanne Fabrics. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, just like these reams of fabric everywhere. I and thought it was the about, best. Oh, I
0: loved looking at all the colors and the different designs. And
1: uh, <laughs> I can't. <laughs>
0: yeah, he can't with that.
1: I can't with that. <laughs>
0: Okay, so there's a conversation where Patty is talking to Graham about getting older. And she's like, you can't pretend you don't notice. He's like, notice what? She's like, that I have wrinkles that don't go away when I stop smiling. And you just want to stand in front of Graham, like, waving your arms, being like, don't do it. No. (laughs) Don't answer her, Graham. (laughs) What does he say? They don't bother me, Patty. (laughs) (laughs) That's the worst. That's like saying, you don't look that fat.
1: (laughs) Oh, I don't care about your scars. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Graham dancing right into that minefield.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of you don't look that fat, Patty says this to Camille when Camille's talking about how she keeps saying that she was overweight when she was in high school. And Patty's like, Camille, you were not that fat. <laughs> I'm like, uh, stop it. Yeah.
1: Thanks, Patty. <laughs>
0: But they're looking at magazines in their business attire. Also looked like it was straight out of JCPenney. Mm-hmm. It was probably like Macy's or something. But I've been looking at a lot of JCPenney catalogs lately. <laughs> <laughs> but they're hanging out in Patty's bedroom. One of the magazines they're looking at also has the same model on the cover that we see throughout the episode. And they're talking about her. The magazine is American Gal.
1: <laughs> you know, They
0: always have to change the names yeah. of the magazines. Right. And then right after that, it cuts to a scene of the girls in the locker room at school looking at the same magazine cover, tearing apart this model. Or she must be a singer because they say that they like how she looks in her videos, but here she looks hideous. And they're ripping on her eyebrows and her pointy knees. Like, who talks about somebody's knees?
1: (laughs) Yeah, seriously.
0: And I like the way, though, that the don't smoke poster that's hanging in the bathroom slowly gets defaced throughout the episode. Like, every time they return to the bathroom...
1: There's something else. There's
0: something added to it. You know, she's got devil horns and a mustache, and she's smoking, and... (laughs) I think that that's the same model. Oh, is it? I could be wrong. I always thought it was, but it might not be.
1: For our purposes, it is.
0: (laughs) But then Angela has her whole, like, imaginary conversation with the model who, like, appears in the bathroom. And, again, it's a situation of... The grass is always greener because the model is like, oh, I'm so tired. I, I was up all night with my boyfriend.
1: I'm going to make a small admission here. <laughs> I, I thought that was the hottest girl in school. <laughs> However, I can't remember who got rated that. I've always thought that's who that was. I no. didn't realize this was the... It's like a imagined, yeah, supermodel. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, because nobody
0: else is in the bathroom. Like yeah. Angela waited till the bathroom cleared so she could put concealer on her zit. Yeah, and the model shows up, and you know, again, she's like, "I bet you get a good night of sleep every night." Basically saying because your life is boring, right? You know, and she's just going through all these things that she. Is acting like her big problems for her, but she's jealous of the the way Angela's life is. Yeah. Where Angela, of course, would be jealous of how fabulous this lady's life is. Right. I have to go places with him and listen to him tell me how he's always thinking about me and how he gets jealous all the time. Do you have a boyfriend? No. Oh, my gosh. You are so lucky. What are you doing here? That's a good question. I don't know. I don't have to go to the bathroom, ever. (laughs) Just a funny little moment. That was completely made up and not at all a real person.
1: I'm going to have to go review that.
0: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So throughout the episode, Danielle is repeatedly saying this cheer.
1: Turn on the radio. What do you hear? 25 cheerleaders doing a cheer. Firecracker, firecracker. Boom, boom, boom.
0: Boys got the muscles, teachers got the brain, but girls got the sexy legs, so we win the game. She's saying it earlier when Patty's working on the dresses, and then she's doing it again later when it's just her and Angela, and Angela's looking through magazines, and Angela finally cracks. Like she's like, Could you stop with this sexist <laughs> cheer that you've been repeating for however long? And Danielle's like, It's not sexist. The girls win. <laughs> <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> Which also reminded me of practicing cheers when I was very young. I'm sure I was just as annoying.
1: Yeah, I mean, it reminded me of my little sisters Mm -hmm. uh, being annoying (laughs) as they were.
0: (laughs) As they were. Love ya. (laughs) (laughs) There's a moment where Patty's talking to Angela about how they should do her hair for the fashion show. And she's like, should we do a French twist? Tres chic. And French twists are just very 90s. Are they? Yes, like prom hair.
1: Oh, so it's like kind of tucked in the back? Yes. Uh so It's like a,
0: a fancy updo.
1: Gotcha. I like it.
0: I don't think people do French twists anymore.
1: Well, but. that's a loss because that's cool. <laughs> Was it new then?
0: Uh, there were probably versions of it okay. in the decades before that. Mm. But I feel like it's something that kind of went away in the early 2000s. Could be wrong. Maybe some people still do it. I hope they do. I just haven't seen it in a long time.
1: Is it hard to do?
0: It's not that hard, no. You just have to have a lot of a for lot me, of I have to have a lot of bobby pins. A oh. A really? lot of hairspray. Oh. Hold it up. But have to do that with any kind of updo for me anyway. I have a lot of hair.
1: Yes, you do. <laughs> Beautiful hair. Thanks. Trey chic. <laughs>
0: All right. Then there's a moment where Angela walks into the school. She sees Jordan Catalano talking to the girl that I think is who won best looking on the list. Pretty sure that was the girl in the bathroom. No, it's not. That's definitely not the same person. (laughs) But she's a pretty blonde girl. Yeah. And both Jordan and the girl look at Angela and Angela just immediately puts her hand over her zit and hides. (laughs) But I also related to that feeling of like seeing...
1: Mm-hmm. your crush
0: with another person did how much that sucked
1: oh pain <laughs> actual pain
0: yes did you have any more uh, i just had one more i was gonna mention so did you have any others you were gonna
1: yeah about? yeah i haven't gotten to mine yet
0: oh i thought you were done so i was just rattling them off
1: keep rattling i'm All right. waiting
0: okay this is it though so danielle at the fashion show has some amazing crimped hair and a side pony i mean that's kind of 80s but also 90s yeah like it was early still happening. 90s yeah and then at the fashion show also graham's got his video camera out a big one very big camcorder yeah love it
1: all right my first one
0: <laughs> he only has three so i just needed yeah. to get all of that out
1: in school boobs would just appear out of nowhere
0: they just appeared <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> wait 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 <laughs> Like, just a set of boobs would just, like, pop out of the wall or something? Yeah, or?
1: I mean, essentially, it's like a Freddy movie, just boobs. <laughs> no, just like, you know, that, like, progression where they, you know, they didn't exist, and then they did.
0: And you're like, whoa, whoa. what happened? You were like Brian Krakow, weren't you?
1: No, I was not like Brian Krakow, <laughs> to the best of my abilities. You could be smooth with it. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> you I, were very... I think so. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> You could check out sneakily.
1: Uh, No, I would never. I would never.
0: (laughs) You would never check a girl out? Whatever.
1: Yes. I attempted to be as smooth as possible. (laughs) And then also zits, like the name of this episode.
0: Zits and tits. (laughs) Zits and tits. They were such. They also popped up out of nowhere.
1: (laughs) They did. Exactly. (laughs) They did pop up out of nowhere. I mean, I had issues on my forehead in particular. Oh. So it's Is like, that
0: why you said I was lucky?
1: Yeah. It's like only having one, I'd have been like, sweet, what a great week. You know. But I mean that eventually went away probably tenth grade. Yeah. And then, you know, then I would notice one after that. But prior to that, probably seventh grade to tenth grade, it was rough.
0: I'm sorry. Yeah. I did have pretty good skin. As a teenager, I didn't have a rough battle with acne, but I would get, you know, a zit like Angela that, I mean, because the rest of my face was so smooth. Yes. You had this one honking.
1: Just noticeable. Zit
0: on your chin. Right. You know, or wherever on your nose or still into adulthood. That's kind of how it goes for me. If I get one, I don't get them that often. But yeah, me
1: either. Very rare.
0: Yeah. But it's never a fun time. No. And it's usually more noticeable to you than it is to other people.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm like, I did my hair down for a reason. You know, Uh, I just had to cover it up. Yeah. For a while there. But that's nice
0: when it's on a place that you can hide if you need to or want to.
1: For the most part. (laughs) (laughs) And no amount of Oxy or Clearasil was helping me.
0: Did you try Noxema?
1: I probably did.
0: (gasps) Speaking of Noxema.
1: Oh, yes.
0: (gasps) The Noxema girl herself, Rebecca Gayhart, the other day shared one of my, well, I shared on, you know, our social media, a video with different pictures from the 1992 JCPenney catalog, the fall winter catalog. And Rebecca is in the like junior section. Right. There were some outfits that I actually owned that <laughs> she modeled. <laughs> And well, and I did one where I showed like what I thought I would look like in this outfit. And then I showed oh. a picture of what I actually looked like in this outfit.
1: You looked beautiful. Uh, listen,
0: that's just my least favorite school picture of myself. Uh. And I thought I would never show anyone. But when I found the catalog with the picture, I was like, I have to do this right. in the name of we don't want to grow up. <laughs> I've got to be vulnerable. The sacrifice. <laughs> so I made a little video with that and she commented on that one and she was like, she said something like, You're gorgeous. I love this, or something, or You made my day. Yeah. And I was just like, Oh my God. <laughs> Not only is this the Noxema girl, it's the Noxema girl. It's Dylan McKay's wife. Yes. Very I cool. wanted to be Rebecca Gayhart when yes. I was a young preteen.
1: Best curly hair in Hollywood, hands down, maybe ever.
0: For sure. I mean, I think the only one, I mean, you've got like Carrie Russell. A and- close
1: second, probably, but I'm sorry. Rebecca did it better.
0: What about like Nicole Kidman or Andy McDowell? Sorry. uh,
1: I'm sorry. I've got to have the first person on my list.
0: No, I agree. I think Rebecca did it best.
1: Yes. They're all beautiful.
0: They are all beautiful. But I was very excited. And then just like two days ago, I get a little alert that's like, Rebecca Gayheart Dane shared your or mentioned you. That's what it is. She took a screenshot of one of the things I did Yeah, and shared it in her stories and did like a TBT throwback Thursday. And then- Took the time to tag me, which it's nice. is nice. And especially someone like that, because you do get a lot of followers when people tag you. So it's like I always know when someone with a lot of followers has tagged me in something <laughs> because <laughs> all of a sudden I'm getting a lot of followers.
1: So elitist of you.
0: No, but it's exciting. These days, algorithm on Instagram is crazy. It's yeah, I hard feel like to they're grow.
1: They're adjusting things. I just got some big survey from Instagram. Did you? I eviscerated them. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was from Meta and I don't appreciate some of the things that they do and I I let them know. All right. I let them know the things that I do like as well, but I was it was a very uh, honest customer survey.
0: Well, I want a survey?
1: I know, it's like why are you asking me? I barely use any of the stuff that you do.
0: Right. I just think that for, you know, having like 50,000 plus followers, yeah. your stuff still doesn't get in front of Very many of those people. Right. Because I notice that there are people I follow that I never see their content and they post a lot.
1: Should be easy to figure out.
0: Yes. And I don't follow that many people.
1: Right. So that part in particular is frustrating. Right. Mm.
0: All I know is that I'm not the only person who feels this way. Like I see a lot of other, even just nostalgia accounts that I talk with, are having the same issue. Right. You know, where. I mean, I know we used to grow, we grew really fast, right? which I'm extremely grateful for, but it's like, then once we hit in the upper, like 40,000, you know, it, it slowed way down. Right. It's just wild to me.
1: Yeah. They'd be tweaking things.
0: Yeah. I don't like it. No. Do better.
1: Do better. (laughs) All right. My final one, we get a small exchange between Graham and Patty, where Patty asks Graham this question here.
0: Think there's anybody in this world who really believes that they're beautiful.
1: Um, RuPaul. RuPaul! <laughs> <laughs> very early days of RuPaul.
0: Yeah, and I love the fact that Patty's like, I can't believe you know who RuPaul is. And he's like, I can't believe you know. <laughs> you know, and then he's like, RuPaul strikes me as someone who is very secure.
1: Right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> also, that little scene, because right before that, Patty is telling Graham how handsome he is. Yes. And I just feel like that is so important. Yeah. I know that this sounds cheesy, but I'm just saying like, I don't know, I've been thinking about that lately. Oh, You and I actually had a conversation like this, like if maybe previous partners weren't as open with how they felt about how we looked. Right. You know, it's like. Because I do feel like that's something you and I, no matter what insecurities we have, we both are always very vocal about how attractive we are to each other. Mm-hmm. All the time. All the time. That would be like one of my biggest successful marriage tips or whatever yeah. is to always tell your partner how attractive they are. Whenever You're you think hot it. hot. Right. All the time. You're like, beautiful. You're, you know, all of that.
1: Well, hopefully, first of all, you think it. Yes. And if you do think it and you think about it, say it.
0: Say it because it really does It matters. Matter. Yeah it just helps you feel seen and wanted. Feeling wanted and desired and attractive to your person is very important. Right. So I, that's just a a little tidbit.
1: A little, little tip <laughs> to you our listener <laughs> that you didn't ask for. Yeah, you're welcome.
0: <laughs> it's okay. Do, you do better. You can set up a boundary <laughs> for me and tell me not to tell people. We,
1: we don't need your advice,
0: thank you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I did have one more question for you. Okay. Considering, you know, uh I don't know how to put it delicately, right? But like, you went through something similar to what Sharon did, right? Yes. Was it that awkward and or obvious? Cuz there's like this one scene where Sharon's walking down the hall and like a guy like swoops down like real <laughs> close and like people are just like staring and you know, people are like walking by and staring like was it that noticeable and annoying and bad or similar or different?
0: It was not that bad. Right. Okay. I think that that was A little elevated for TV purposes. Sure. Not saying that didn't happen for anyone, but also I was a little younger. Okay. When that happened for me, I was in eighth grade. Ah. And I think that it was like, Not it wasn't like an overnight thing, but I think it was like, you know, school's out for the summer and then you come back and then people start to notice.
1: Right. Well, that's why I said like they would at times just appear out of nowhere.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And I don't even know that I really noticed until people started making comments. Yeah. Having that attention, even if it wasn't seen as negative, like people weren't saying negative things, but it just was something I did not want
1: Well, because I felt different. Right. You're just like, don't look at me for any reason.
0: (laughs) Yes. Like we were talking about earlier, you know, it's like, why are you noticing? I mean, I felt very much like how Sharon felt. And also just with friends, joking. But I was, again, like I said before, very sensitive. So I would cry. Oh. You know. But eventually grew out of that. And it was just like, a, you know, that was my coming of age, whatever, that later became a non-issue. Yeah. You know.
1: Became an asset.
0: Uh, Yes. (laughs) 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 All right. So that's our coverage of episode five. The next episode is another one that is not my fave. It's the substitute.
1: Uh, Yeah. Ugh. It'll be good. (laughs) Is that the English substitute? Yeah. English teacher? Oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: So, I mean, listen, it'll be fine.
1: It's a journey. I'm just. We're here for the whole ride.
0: We are. There are just some episodes that I'm getting really excited to get to. And I think like the one right after. Yeah. The one right after that one is a really good one.
1: Yes. So we'll deal with a speed bump. (laughs) 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 Another speed bump. (laughs)
0: If you'd like to connect with us, you can find us on Instagram at we don't want to grow up pod. You can email us at we don't want to grow up pod at gmail.com. You can also find us on TikTok at we don't want to grow up.
1: We've got our Facebook group, the Cozy Club, fans of we don't want to grow up.
0: And if you would like to help support the podcast or just have access to 40 plus bonus episodes, you can come over to our Patreon. We're at patreon.com slash we don't want to grow up. You can donate $4 or more per month and that helps support the podcast and what we've got going on. And it also makes us happy. That's right. (laughs) We'll see you next time. Bye bye. Bye.